Welcome everyone to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our preview of Championship Week, where we finally decide who separates the men from the men and the boys from the boys and the eight and four teams from the 12 and 0 teams because Championship Week is a weird, weird, weird thing. As always, my name is Jordan. Tonight, I am VP of being in a really fucking angry dad mood because I rolled my ankle on a Paw Patrol car about 30 minutes ago, and it was a Zuma. And dads out there, you know what I'm talking about. It's Zuma. Zuma is the Aquaman of Paw Patrol. And the worst part is, at some point, they, because it's a kid's cartoon, they give the, the Paw Patrol more vehicles, eventually. <laughs> so they give them, like, rocket ships. They give them whatever. And at one point, they give them all boats. So they, Zuma doesn't even have a point at that point. Someone actually had a really good graph that I post every once in a while about which Paw Patrol always get called by Ryder to be like, Ryder needs us. We, these Paw Patrols should all show up. And he calls them all, all the time. But then goes, oh, I only need you two. <clears throat> and it's always the cop who also comes in the form of Spy Chase, who has a drone, which is really weird. And two... It's always Sky. Sky is the only girl character in the whole show for the first season and a half. She has a helicopter, and even when they don't call her, they end up needing her because she saves all their asses. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hmm. That's my. I have some thoughts about the tropes being perpetuated by this show. It, no, I, I had. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was on this podcast or something, but the other day I was trying to come up with an idea of a a team show. Where it's not an all-girl team, but the major half to the majority of the team are women. She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which yes, is yes, that awesome. was the one, right? Strong yes, strong recommend. Yes, but all the other ones I think of were like Jim and the Holograms and shit like that, where it was just like girl cartoon. Hmm. Because otherwise, like Power Rangers were always three and two. Yeah, and if you added a sixth, it was always a boy. So. Uh, we still have this like weird balance of, I can think of a couple of like two and twos, but mostly from like cartoons, like back in my day, it was always, you know, I'm talking about like superhero cartoons. Cause there was some like slice of life stuff. Like what was the, uh, was it Pepper Ann or like, there's a couple of like ABC shows. Pepper Ann would have been one that would have been, it's too old. It's too old for you and too young for, for Kamish. But it was like a slice of life thing where it was like a girl and her best friend boy who she was not romantically interested in, which was nice. And their other girlfriend like that, that, like that worked, but it was mostly slice of life stuff and not like superhero stuff. Kim possible, like kind of almost fits into this bucket. Cause yes. like she had like Monique and the not, Bonnie was the rival. There was another like girl side character for a hot second whose name I can't remember, but like not really a team show, but mm. also not a like token side girl character. Like we have reasonable gender balance kind of in that show. That was a good show near and dear did to you, my heart. Did you ever watch a show called totally spies? I am familiar with the premise of totally spies, but I did not watch it. Totally spies is so bizarre it's a it's a french canadian thing about like high school call like california girls who become spies and it has weird fetishy things in them like some episodes like some episodes the girls will all be bound up 
in some episodes, like, oh, they're like, they get turned into furry cats. In some episodes, like, oh, they get fed too much and they get big. Like, if you go through it, like, every episode is, like, weirdly fetishized. It's bizarre. It's really Podcasting bizarre. Podcasting is a visual medium. And readers, I really wish you could see Kamisha's face right now. It's so good. It's so good. What What is going on? The French Canadians like, are weird. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, how did we go from Paw Patrol to discussing this? Look, man. When... I, I, I am on a set of medications right now. Okay. Oh, okay. You're just on. gonna like, all right, gonna, all right. like guide all right. me to You're some on. very special places. All right, we're I'll gonna cut, have to. I'll, cu- I'll cut whatever. Don't <laughs> care right now. It's just we're just gonna guide this thing. Man, he is he is free flowing. He can basically he's 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 blowing in the breeze right now. Well, and, and as you can tell, I'm not in my usual like upfront thing because my fucking ankle hurts, so my ankle's on the bed. So I'm even lounged back, which gets me to, to more of a aggressive <laughs> stance, we'll say. Gonna have some hot takes tonight, guys. Oh god. Hot takes. First off, let's talk about, you know, as as Americans. Did did you want to introduce us? Oh, oh, do I need to do that? Fine. <laughs> so I'm Jordan. I talked about myself for a bit. I guess there's Kamish. Kamish is always here. He's trying to wrangle us in. <laughs> And then there's Pit Girl, who's amazing because she had the best intro I've ever heard. You do have, you, like, you, like your, your college radio voice absolutely kicked in. It was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thinking that maybe I should uh, become the captain again tonight at the rate that we're going. <laughs> at this Fight point. me. Fight me. No. I, I, call, I call parlay. No, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's talk about the, uh, let's talk, let's talk about, about the, El, the, those the soccer balls. The World Cup, El Copa de Monde, as you say in probably a language. So sure. today, I'll be honest with you, I taught today. I taught a college course today. And I had planned that this wasn't going to be a problem because the one o'clock class, well, there was no way this game was going to be the one that mattered for the U.S. No big deal. And so it was going to be no big deal because this game was going to be over. That wasn't the case. So today in my college course, we absolutely had a 30 minute of let's everyone do our online assignments that we missed. I'll open up all the assignments that are closed. You guys do them as you need to. I'm going to take this large projector screen. I'm going to put something up here. And if you watch it while you're working, I'm okay with this. (laughs) I became that teacher today. I gave zero fucks. I approve this message. I will neither confirm nor deny observing the world cup while also doing work things today my, my my fun part with this one i yeah i you know working at home is is good and advantageous in situations such as this so i was able to take my lunch to enjoy the first half which i, I was able to do that as we're approaching the end of the second half which got kind of crazy i had to do my dad duties to go pick up the kiddo from kindergarten so i'm like oh no so I'm like in the, you know, just waiting to pick him up, like scrolling Twitter furiously, like just like a madman, just trying to catch mm-hmm. up. And the last thing I see is like nine minutes of added time. I'm like, holy crap. So I get in the car, I buckle him in the seat as fast as possible. And we basically drive back to the, the house as, as quick as possible. We, we make it back and there's still five minutes of added time left. Because I mean, really not too far away from 
the elementary school to the to the house and so i got the panic uh, watch the the last five plus minutes of the game uh, to finish <laughs> it off so that was it was quite a, an experience is this yes this is this was the like not recently but i've watched a lot of u.s men's world cup like u.s men's soccer and watching them go up one zero and then just fucking refuse to try to attack anymore is the most infuriating thing i i can't describe how angry it makes me to watch that i mean they did try and then he got called off sides because var hates fun yes i think there was this whole world cup was var hates fun and then they parked the bus, but you know that bus parking with like twenty minutes ago. I'm like, oh, don't you dare! Do right? This. Oh, like 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 we're fucking just like, nightmares. Then no. everybody's tweets on the timeline was like, oh my god, we're playing prevent defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like everybody's like, oh no, we're playing the prevent. I'm terrified, and everybody, everybody that I follow on Twitter, and then whoever we follow with the committee account, just utter panic a shared experience inside the country just utter panic for the last minute uh, minutes of the game and the thing that got me at the end is like an uh, iranian player seemed to try to flop a little bit to try to get a yeah. penalty drawn and Flopped so the ref, the, the ref turned and blew the whistle i was like oh my god he's gonna give him a penalty but then he blew it again and he ended the game i'm like why did you have to turn that way turn the other way to blow the whistle <laughs> Don't do that to me. Don't do that to us. The U.S. men's national team does have an unmatched ability to give me, like, pit-level anxiety. Like, the last, like, 15, 20 minutes of that game, I was just getting more and more anxious and more and more anxious. And then they said it was nine minutes of extra time, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to die here today. Awesome. I, I I appreciate that in this World Cup, they are actually, they decided that extra time was going to be actual extra time. We were going to measure it. We're not going to do the European thing of like people fuck around for 10 minutes. Okay. We had two minutes. Like, no, we are, we are counting the minutes, but that also leads to 15 minutes of extra time or whatever, which is just, I don't understand why. So I don't watch a lot of soccer generally, but I do watch NCAA soccer when Pitt is available on ACC network because Pitt's men's team is very good, actually. Yes, they yes, are yes. in the in the NCAA tournament right now. And one of the things that I really like about college soccer is compared to international soccer is that they do the thing that makes sense and just stop the damn clock for injuries. Yeah, right. FIFA, why? It's it's um, so it's so vibes based, especially because after a certain point, they're always like, "Well, the refs checking." You just have you're watching a dude check his watch and go, "Well, guess it's not time yet." <laughs> and oh, it's it's like watching it's like watching a teacher who refuses to have a clock in a room and just be like, oh god, when's the bell gonna ring? Check the watch. Nope, not yet. <laughs> the the teacher's right. just like the bell rings, I didn't dismiss you yet. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's I, I didn't, I didn't dismiss you the class ends when I say the class ends. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't even know what the weather like is like in Qatar right now, but I'm sure it's not cool or dry. They, descri- they described it as humid and balmy, which, Ew. which is exactly what you want in soccer weather. Cool. Is Pulisic okay? 
that's a great question. Uh, shout out to the pride of Hershey, the son of the 717. I know someone who like was literally his, I am, I indirectly know someone who was like literally his neighbor, apparently, which is pretty cool. cool. Yes. Central PA bingo wins again. Per Twitter, he has a pelvic contusion, which LOL. Um, If those of you, if you watch the game, pretty sure that's not what happened. Yeah. He just like, like, like he just took one to the balls, right? Like, yes. Yes. There was a report and a reporter asked for an update on the, on his injury, all he got back was balls, his balls. <laughs> Not abdominal, game-winning balls, literally. So I I did a tweet. Uh, I think I replied to Jessica Smetana's tweet. I photoshopped the famous Ed Balls tweet and just Ooh. eliminated the Ed, yes. Ed part. Just the balls. I eliminated the Ed part uh, all three times. And so it just said balls, balls balls so yes that's it that's an old motley crew song balls 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 um (laughs) yeah i've 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 taken a weird enjoyment in watching the like professional media talk around what happened because it is evidently not polite to say he got elbowed in the junk yeah Um, right i thought he took a knee there i think Whatever. It was Man, it was a it direct a shot. Hurt. Yeah. I yeah. mean he scored and then oh my god, he was down. I was he like, oh my god, this is serious. Bad after but, they got him up. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was uh that was that was uh whew. That that's I've in my high school days I, I did play left back a little bit. I've been like headed in the ear, but I, yeah. I've Ooh. never like taken one in, in the balls, but you know, luckily you know, playing baseball and everything, I, I was able to avoid that as much as possible there. But yeah, that uh, that's not, I mean, you're going to be down for a while. He took a picture like he was the, on his Snapchat, he was the coach of like Major League Two with a heart attack. He had like the monitor yeah. hooked up to him and everything. And he was just celebrating. He was like, I'll be fine. And so hopefully he's good. He's got to, he's got to play the Dutch this weekend, which, you know, apparently the Netherlands really loves our podcast. So, oh yeah no we are we are, yeah, we, are we are we are loved a podcast divided <laughs> uh you know this one once like i'm very happy that the 2018 world cup was such a shit show that trinidad game that, that like that that was a whole thing it was heartbreaking good to see the u.s team like come back and look like a better team for a lot of reasons we're not going to talk about like the soccer like mid stuff but like honestly like, watching the u.s have a midfield just for once in their lives Makes me make a heck of a human being. We just have to think no way to finish it. And without Pulisic, we have literally no way to finish it. So it's going to be, you know, the Dutch three, US one. That's fine. Like, it doesn't matter at this point. The fact that, like, we made it, the fact that we did not embarrass ourselves, like, this is, this is good. This is steps in the right direction. Just to yeah. get out like, the I'm, group. I'm, ha- I'm very happy with this. You just want to get out the group and then who knows what happens from there. Last time we got out the group, we basically almost beat Belgium. And it's weird that we play like the country right next to Belgium in, in our next mm-hmm. World Cup. Uh, we play the Netherlands, the Dutch. So it's, I believe I have my geography right. Oh, you're good. Yeah. You're okay. All right. right. Good. All right. Just just making sure. I, I, I've i played world enough, I guess, to, <laughs> to remember that one and keep the my old brain fresh. Off-season content. We're going to make, we're going to make Kamish do a full map of the world. And have to film countries. I'm excited. 
Let's do it. Uh, the other thing that about this one that is uh, that's interesting to me is just that, like, I don't know. I, like, I don't know about you guys. You guys aren't as, like as big a soccer people as I am. I think uh, I have these like extra teams that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, so I pick up, uh, I lived in Germany for a bit. So Germany is one of my big teams. When Germany won the world cup, uh, was it two, three times ago? Like I had that German kit before they won it. Like I bought it cause I loved Germany. Uh, Croatia is one of my big favorites too. I like Croatia. I love the Croatia checker mark like kits. What are my favorites? Love those guys. Are, are you an Italian? Are you an Italian man? My, my, my mom's side of the family is hundred percent Italian. So, oh, you there know, you go. You know okay, my, yeah. my real last name. Uh, it, it, you know, basically doesn't give any indication of what I am uh, yeah. because it is one of the most popular last names in the world uh, or, or America in this situation. You could probably guess of, of three and we don't need to give that away. It's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but my almost like, I think like 75% of my family is Italian. So I, mm-hmm. I, I root for Italy. Uh, that That's one which, you know, kind of heartbreaking that they didn't make it, but it's fine. Uh, they lose. I'm, I'm not going to be broken up about it, but I, I do support a lot of different teams and a lot of different leagues. And I just blame that on my, my FIFA habit. So I, I, I do play FIFA a ton and I, I do watch the premier league. So I know that we are arch rivals in the premier league, Jordan. I mean, rivalry implies that your team will ever beat Tottenham continuously again. So, I mean, we have two teams that we like and your team just, just loses most of the time. And that's fine too. I like calling that rivalry. It's fun. Um, especially because the last like hundred years before that, it was op- definitely the opposite way. Um, exactly. Yes. I, I posted about it, a, a, a documentary you guys might enjoy because it's, it's on YouTube. It's called the other world cup. And this was back in 2003. They took two teams who were the worst in the world. Uh, Bhutan, who is this tiny little country set up in the Himalayas. Uh, they were one of the few countries that actually do not have, diplomatic relations with the United States, not because they don't care. It's just because like, they just never got around to it. So they just, that's just not what they do. And they played Montserrat. Montserrat is a British overseas territory whose half of the Island is uninhabitable back in like the mid nineties, like Montserrat blew up, like a volcano exploded. And there's a line where people just do not live below the line. And so these two teams who were ranked the worst in the world played a game. And like, this ties into like my college football love too. like the idea that even these teams who are at the bottom, this is my weird, like, like me and my San Marino fucking football obsession. Like I love these kinds of things. The Faroe Islands. Okay. We got a root for them too, right? Oh, hell yeah. My, my, okay. My Faroe Islands team. I got to pick a better one, but I, sorry, I got to pick a different one because mine are like the Yankees right now. And they're just winning too much. And I cannot like, I have never picked a team that has won consistently, and it feels very weird to me. I need to pick a worse team. Got to pick, got to pick, you know, the bottom of the barrel and, and root for them to hopefully turn it around. There you go. Right. What's whatever? Uh, have you have you watched the Ryan Reynolds show? Wrexham. Uh, it's Wrexham. Uh, welcome, welcome to Wrexham. It's Ryan Reynolds and uh, 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 Mac from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. They bought a like fifth tier English team and. Are like they, literally trying to turn them around. It's a really good documentary. Like I enjoy it. The team. That, I knew that, that they did them. that because my only investment in like international soccer outside of the World Cup is 
or like broadly speaking, soccer outside yeah. of the World Cup is that I am a longtime nerd fighter and I listen to Dear Hank and John. And John Green bought a significant stake in AFC Wimbledon, which yeah, is the Wombles. Yeah. Really Wombs, yeah. Um, and they had Ryan Reynolds on Dear Hank and John shortly after he bought the fifth tier to- fifth tier soccer team because John always talks about AFC Wimbledon at the end of the show. So like I follow AFC Wimbledon through the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't watch the games. I follow them on Twitter and I follow them through the podcast. They are my European soccer team. Uh, the franchise currently playing its trade and Milton Keynes can go piss up a flagpole. Oh, Milton Keynes, fucking Milton Dollars and Keynes can go fuck themselves. Yeah. So with all that soccer talk, which I know you guys absolutely want to hear about in your college football podcast. The Dutch love it. So we'll, we'll say Corf. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and just wait till my Corf content kicks back up. They decide they're going to expand the international Corf world cup to more teams. So excited. Can the Dutch be unseated? The answer is absolutely not. What if our best basketball players and our best athletes played Corf ball? Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to absolutely Photoshop like LeBron and Shaq and everything onto a bunch of Corf ball teams. And be like, what I if mean, we just what if we just had them play Corf ball? That's right. You can combine the NBA and the WNBA because it's the only mixed gender sport there is. Hashtag, it's, the, it's, hashtag it's, the mixed gender sport. Yeah. Hashtag the mixed gender sport. So the I mean, can you imagine Diana Taurasi throwing passes to LeBron James? That could really happen in Corfball. The the best would be LeBron like trying to body block someone up and just getting whistled down because that shit is not allowed. <laughs> or like or like trying to take a shot as someone has your hand has their hands up because you're not allowed to take a shot if you're being defended, you have to pass. So <laughs> So even if this like tiny person is in front of you, you have to pass the ball if you're being defended. So it's a lot of fadeaway shots. It's really funny to watch. So you're telling it's, me that I could theoretically defend LeBron James yes. successfully in court yes. No, exactly. you have to de- you you have to defend your own gender. Oh, oh. okay. You got. So I could successfully defend Diana Taurasi. Yes, yes you got that's it. that you absolutely could, and that I'll defend LeBron. Okay, we're good because. Like I said, championship week is weird for us because this isn't like there's a lot of fun stuff here. But let's talk a little bit about our coach hire because our coach carousel started going. And by coach carousel, we mean it's the kind of carousel that you find at the parks that are the ones where are very sharp metal. And someone's like, hey, hold on. And I'm going to start running. And then bodies just start flying off. It's the coaching more about, carousel, it's more about like, centripetal yeah. force. <laughs> the the first, yeah, I guess the big coaching hire of the coaching carousel reminds me of there was, I guess, a modern warfare map, I believe, Call of Duty map called Carousel, and it was a playground in Chernobyl. Yeah, so like this is do. basically what it, what it really equated to the the big hire. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the big, city yeah. this this the city is Pripyat. Yes. Okay. I've watched, I've watched, the, I've watched the miniseries. Okay. I okay. know, I'll I know work. things. <laughs> okay. He knows things. I know things. But, yeah, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, that carousel, that, that's the vibes I'm getting from the carousel. Maybe that old haunted carousel by the town dump that has just been out there for 20 years and abandoned. Yeah. The, the first hire on that carousel, it feels that way. The rest of the hires have been okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's we'll some weird, fi- weird firings into that. Um, as our resident Auburn fan, 
And as someone who is going to say this way more eloquently than I think we ever could. Yep. Uh, pick girl, go for it. Hey guys, this is Jordan. We're about to start talking about the Hugh Free situation in Auburn. It has some parts about it to do with sexual impropriety, sexual assault, and a lot of things that might cause a lot of trauma to people who are listening. So if this is something that you want to avoid for your own mental health or that you just don't want to hear about, we totally get that. Go ahead and skip ahead to like 3255. I I don't even really know where to start uh, with Auburn except to say that I am incredibly disappointed. I am incredibly pissed. I sincerely hope that they go 0-12 as long as that motherfucker is head coach because he does not deserve to be in charge of any program. Liberty never should have hired him, but we all knew that Liberty didn't actually have any moral standards. Don't at me. The other thing that is incredibly frustrating about all of this, outside of Auburn's administration obviously not giving a shit about the parts about honesty in the Auburn creed, for example, are members of the media who feel the need to carry water for Hugh Freeze under the guise of presenting things fairly and then call people who are pissed about him having publicly or him having DM'd a rape victim who was in the process of suing the university to intimidate her and talk about Ian fucking McCaw being Christ-like and all of this stuff and then say that people are being hysterical about it. That's a very specific word choice. I just... I don't even like there are so many places to start about Hugh Freeze and the ones that the like air quotes mainstream college football media bring up are not the ones that I care about. I really don't care about the escorts thing. In this house, we support sex workers. Don't care about that. Yep. I really don't care about playing, paying the players. Yes, it was against the rules at the time. It's not anymore. They should have been getting paid then anyway. That's fine. What I care about is the hypocrisy and the fact that all of these people are acting like they have the moral high ground and are talking about forgiveness and second chances and whatever for a white man who's like not even that good at his job. <laughs> he lost to New Mexico State last week. No offense, Aggies. You're great. I'm, I'm going to quote Holly Anderson like I like to do. At the end of the 2020 season, when we were dissecting that fucking nonsense shit show of a year. And they came to the conclusion that it didn't matter what the facts were. They wanted to do it. So they did it. Yep. And here we are. Yep. Did you see that they did this? Oh, we were, he was on our list and they had to do a deep background check on him first. Motherfucker, what do you think you're finding on a deep fucking background check about Hugh Freeze? Uh, I mean, there are reportedly some issues with him dating back to when he was at Briarcrest that haven't been fully reported out. So I would actually love to know what they found in that background check that they're not telling us. Mm -hmm. um, I also think it is interesting that we are entrusting this man to be the head of a multi-million dollar organization, but he's not allowed to have access to his own Twitter account anymore. How about that? Allegedly, allegedly, that wasn't true in the press conference. In the press conference, basically, the AD didn't even speak. He didn't even take any questions. Oh, he, yes. took zero, he took zero questions. I wonder why he didn't accept any questions. Things to ponder. The three of us, the three of us 
have a very specific kind of college football media that we take in. Yeah. We, we, we like, on, like very purposefully, we make these choices because we understand that there's goofiness, there's importance, but there is something real to this. There are people, thousands of people involved in this thing. And I just cannot fathom coming to the conclusion that this man is the one you want. It says that the boosters and other powers that be at Auburn have a specific set of priorities. And those priorities, among other things, are not making people like me or like us feel good about supporting that football program anymore or feel welcome to. Honestly, I, you know, we have like the Twitter account and I I wanted to say something. I I really can't put anything into words and it was tough for me to like say something, but I mean, we support sexual abuse victims and and things of that nature. I know this is getting kind of heavy handed for a sickos committee podcast, but not, not a fan of Hugh Freeze at all. Uh, I mean, if you really pay attention to us and, and micro, you know, really put us under a microscope, they've never been on our, our watch list, uh, the, the school that they play for. The only time that we give a crap is when they lose because we really enjoy that. And I mean, New Mexico State, one of our schools that we love so much, doing that to them, we celebrated that a ton. And I'm going to probably frame that picture of the two uh, fans just smiling and seeing it 49-7 New Mexico State. Also, I mean, I did make the quip that, you know, Hugh Freeze did use to lose to ULM, ULM last year, uh, biggest <laughs> underdog. I mean, it great. doesn't it doesn't seem like to me that he's a great coach, but I mean, it, like the boosters, the boosters and the powers that be wanted him there. I don't know why they wanted him there just because he beat Nick Saban twice in a row nearly a decade ago now. Very lucky. And you know who else beat Nick Saban several times? And they spent $21 million to run him out of town. You are spending a bunch of money to get a worse and morally atrocious version of the guy that you had two coaches ago. (laughs) I think the other part that, that just drives me nuts about this is that, like you said, there's, there's so much just to go lull about and like trying to avoid that. Right. I re-listened to this full cast episode, the 2017 full cast freeze episode today, their, their emergency cast, because mm-hmm. we didn't know at that point, we just didn't know a lot about like the rest of it. It was mm-hmm. just like, this dude was a creeper. Use a fucking burner phone. Like how stupid can you be? It was that. And yeah. the more we find out about this person, it just gets worse mm-hmm. and worse and worse. And all the coaches out there, they get fired for performance get fired for whatever reason and never get another chance. But mm-hmm. I mean, this dude gets like 15 chances or whatever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but we, but right. We're just, we're just the woke. We're the low, woke liberal <laughs> college football media. You know us. <laughs> That's what when you, you equate the word sickos with, with woke apparently. Yes. Yeah. We're the, we're the woke um, liberal sickos media. You'll, you'll never hear us go after like the players there. Because people end up playing at Liberty for whatever fucking reason. Because because you know what? You gotta if you're gonna play somewhere and you need to play somewhere, I get that. Not everyone has the choice to make a, a choice where you go, okay, this place is shitty, but 
I need to play somewhere, therefore, blah, blah, blah. I'm very rarely going to go after a player for this, for a lot of reasons. A school that is led by people who are some of the worst examples of prosperity evangelical garbage, who are unrepentant for their shitty behavior, and who hired an AD who was unrepentant for criminal behavior, who hired a coach who was unrepentant for his behavior. And now we're going, we should be forgiving. Get fucked. The only other thing I have to say about this is that I highly recommend that everybody go read the essay that Jason Kirk put out on his Substack this morning about this topic. Yes, 100% yes. Once again, our betters write wonderful things that are way better than whatever we could come up with. And one day, Stephen Godfrey will end up writing that Hugh Freeze story and that Hugh Freeze book, and it will be, I will be the first in line to buy it. So let's talk about some coaching hires that I like. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to lighter news. Oh. <laughs> hey. Georgia Tech is going to keep Brinkie. That's fucking awesome. This like, is my favorite coaching hire. This is the best one. I Georgia Tech wins. Yeah, they, like did the, the, they did a cost-effective, intelligent thing that makes perfect sense for their program. Gold star! A+. Plus. He demonstrated ably in the eight games he coached this season that he was infinitely better than Jeff Collins. Good for him. Good for that's them. A, that's a low. That's a low ass bar. But okay, it yes, is. you're absolutely right. The bar right. is on the floor. But a plus, a plus, and that got made sure Willie Fritz stayed two lane. That's right. I told them also to stay away. Important. I told them to stay away from Willie Fritz on the podcast on Sunday. They listened to me. I don't know, uh, you know, what happened exactly if if they didn't have the bag for Willie Fritz. But I mean, Willie's Willie's up there. I think he's like sixty three, and you want to go through like the power five rebuild when you've kind of already done it at Tulane and no, stay, stay in new Orleans. I, when I'm living here in San Antonio, there's, there's not a day that I think about still living in new Orleans. So good for Willie Brent key. Again, I think we had the tweet where the Virginia tech and Georgia tech. Now it is, it is Brent key versus Brent pry. Yeah. That's right. I made that reference when they played each other. I think when I wrote the Substack, it was Brent key and Brent pry. And then, <laughs> the, the Brent Bowl, the Tecmo Bowl, and then I think you tweeted that it was two different things on how to open something. You can either yeah, pry like, or dexterity, open. It it's dexterity versus, uh, yeah, dexterity you gotta versus. Roll. You got to roll for different. You got to roll for different things. Roll for different things. So, you know, Brent Key has the, uh, you know, the dexterity, I guess. All right, and then the Brent Pry has the, the strength. Uh, uh, I, I wanted to mention that there, there was. A tweet from Atlanta's The Claremont Lounge, a gentleman's club, has approved the hire of Brent Key. Okay. <laughs> this is this is like our this is our swim swam, basically. This is it is. I mean, these are the people got, we need to know that support. If you got the support of the Claremont Lounge, a fine gentleman's club that I've never been to in Atlanta, but I, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard good things. <laughs> but <laughs> I've never been there. It's it's not Magic City with the lemon pepper wings or anything like that. But, I mean, you do have, you got some support. So maybe that'll help him recruit better. 
Twitter bio from the Claremont Lounge, consistently voted one of Atlanta's must-see places, an iconic strip club that offers entertainment, generous, generous drinks, and much more, apparently including endorsements of Brent Key. <laughs> much, much more. Primetime Dion has said that he has been attached to a bunch of jobs. They said that like he's he has said that they are busting out his door. Colorado was the one that came up. Why the fuck would you go to Colorado if you're Deion Sanders? I don't know. But Maybe I, he likes Denver's vibe. I I, I mean, do too, know. but Boulder's vibe actually. Let's say I was gonna I was gonna let you slide on that one and not correct it, but okay, yeah, Boulder. Close enough. Yeah. There, it's like less than an hour away. It, it's it's very close to Denver, like extremely close. I've never been to Colorado. I I drove through uh, when I went to uh, we went to Fort Collins, then we hit up. Rocky Mountain National Park, drove the back way from Estes Park uh, down to Boulder and then basically circled back around and stayed in Denver for a little bit. So yeah, that was no, it was, it's right there. I mean, there's really not much in between, but but beautiful scenery and mountains. But it's a a fun drive, really not too far. I don't see Dion in Colorado. I, I feel like he's just floating his name out there and Colorado seems kind of desperate to me. I believe they offered Tom Herman the job and he declined it. That is a rumor. Um, I feel like Tom Herman would be a good fit there, but you know, I have no idea, but Colorado's it's, it's really expensive to live in Boulder. Like they need like coach housing in Boulder because it's super expensive. Like I'm talking about for your assistant coaches, your special teams coach, your, your offensive coordinator, whatever they get paid. I mean, you really can't afford much housing up there. It's same thing with like Stanford, which I mean is open now since David Shaw uh, resigned. But yeah, so I, so I didn't I didn't want to actually draw this conclusion later on. But you know who would make a really good coach at Stanford? That but, would Buddy be uh, well. Okay, first off, pry him from Dartmouth for my cold fucking dead hands. But uh, <laughs> the return no. of Buddy to Stanford. But actually, speaking of another two-lane coach going to Stanford. Oh! Willie Fritz to Stanford is not the worst uh, choice. Because there's a lot of similarities in terms of no. how you recruit. No. It's not the worst thing. No. Willie has signed a deal and he is staying at Tulane. You stay away from Willie Fritz. Stanford isn't going to spend that much money. No. Are, are you not sure? That I think because... Willie would be, like, comparatively, like, compared to some of their other options, I don't think Willie Fritz would be that expensive, but I don't see Stan- Stanford spending that much money. Do you know how much they were paying David Shaw? David no. Shaw had been there for so long. But still, they were paying him big money, like SEC money, to be the so-and-so director of the football arts, blah, blah, blah. When, when I get enough money, by, by the way, guys, I'm going to put my name on something like that. There are certain orchestras around here. That have the like endowed second bassoon chair of Dr. So-and-so, so-and-so, premier, whatever. And I'm going to like endow this really bizarre position for an orchestra one day. Pitt's head coaching position is in- endowed now, actually. It is the Chris Bickle 97 head coach because he is a Pitt alum who graduated in 1997 and made a bunch of money in tech. He donated $20 million to the athletic department. And one of the things that went along with it is that the head coaching position is officially the Chris Bickle 97. Yeah. I love those things. Fucking love those things. I believe that the head coaching position at Michigan also is like an endowed chair with a title, Mm -hmm. which is the most Michigan thing I have ever heard in my life. It's beautiful. 
Oh, by the way, actually, I did check the math out for sure. Uh, Ohio State's APR is definitely higher than Michigan's. (laughs) Ohio State's the nerds. Yeah. Okay. All that nerd shit. They just don't want to admit it. So yeah, both Ohio State and Michigan are going to be pissed to hear that we said that. I know. We said that last podcast two in a row. I wasn't. I wasn't sure about it at that time. I double checked my math this time. Here are open jobs. We have Cincy because Luke Fickle went to Wisconsin. We have Colorado, FAU. Georgia Tech, the Brent Key thing is pretty much a done deal. They announced Liberty, it. Liberty, USF, Stanford, Texas State, pouring out for Jake Stabavidal. Tulsa, who who got fired for beating Houston. Mwah. UAB, you never know what's going to happen in the Cougar Coaster. UAB, but they had UAB, UAB had had the problem where they had like the interim the whole season because they uh, Bill Richards had like. Bill Clark, Clark retired, yeah. Bill Clark, Bill Clark retired, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, can we talk about the fuck UNLV decided to do? No, 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 hold on. I just put something in the notes about UAB. This broke in the middle of our podcast. They're allegedly hiring Trent Dilfer as the UAB head coach. What? Who is yes. Trent Who is Trent Dilfer? Do you not Trent remember Dilfer. Trent Dilfer? Super Bowl Trent winning Dilfer. quarterback yes. for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Seattle Seahawks. He has the Elite 11 passing camp. I think he's a a head coach, a high school head coach. Yes. Per Wikipedia, he became coach of the Lipscomb Academy football team in 2019, went 5 5 in his first season, went 8 2 in 2020, 13 1 in 2021. And now we're going to give, turn him, turn him over to UAB. Yes. Oh, come on, UAB. We, Bill we Clark was such a this. good decision, and now you are making such a questionable one. As they move to the American, that's like that's oh, the other. Okay. So so let's so let's 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 go ahead to my big my big what the fuck. Today, out of nowhere, UNLV's like no Marcos Arroyo, bye five and seven. That is not the standard here at UNLV, as we decided. Three wins is the standard at UNLV. You have overachieved too far. The only things that I have read that make any goddamn sense are that they're trying to make a Big 12 push. They have the new they have the new stadium. They have the new equipment. They think they're a big boy. And they think they need a big boy to get them there. Who are they going to get? Deion Sanders. <laughs> that one actually makes sense. That would make sense. Time, time, put, and sin Do you want to put Deion Sanders in Las Vegas? Yes. It, no. Yes. Oh yes. my God. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but uh, yes. It'll be entertaining. <laughs> yes. You want Dion late night Mountain West in Vegas? Let's go. God. Like like oh. 10 p.m. games with Deion Sanders on the side. It's must see TV, baby. Prime time in prime time. That's right. Yes. So, uh, so in Vegas. And then, and then Western Michigan fired their coach too, which is also a weird one too, because he was doing fine. Yeah, yeah that is mean, weird. They, they were have, okay. They still have weird, like, like, oh, we had PJ Fleck. We rode the fucking boat. And we think that like that's gonna happen again. I have a question for you guys. For teams like this, for like Tulsa, for for UNLV, Western uh Michigan, if you're FAU, if you are if you're there, if you're the AD, do you bring in the old standby? someone on the other end of the career, or do you try to find some young and up and comer that you may get for a couple years that may like, like spark things. 
definitely go for the younger guy. The thing that I, I just want to jump back like half a second and talk about Western Michigan. Western Michigan, you're in the Mac. It's the Mac. It's going to be spicy. You just have to wait a couple of years and you'll be at the top of the Mac again. What? <laughs> um, but also definitely when you're a school like this, you don't want to be the retirement job. It doesn't, it usually doesn't work. It worked for Frank Solich. It doesn't work for anybody else. Get somebody uh, new. Uh, ULM, for a couple years. Uh, ULM, excuse me. I'm sorry, ULM. Broadly I have no control speaking, on that though, search. I have no control <laughs> on that coaching search. I wanted somebody <laughs> young and up and coming. I want somebody to poach ULM's head coach. That's what I want. Yes. I, that's, that's what, what I you want. should want to be when yes. you're like UL, UNLV or whatever. No offense, UNLV. Texas State is probably a better example, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should want someone to come in and swoop in and grab your coach after three years. Do we think that Jake Spavital is going to go to Nick Saban's school for coaches who need to learn to coach better? Because he seems like an ideal candidate for that. Man, I don't know that Spavital is good enough to go there. That's the problem. I feel like he he's going to... He, I guess he like he could have, and then he sucked so bad at Texas State that he might not even make it to that reform to the reform school. Is there hmm. a... Oh, I'm going to ask a very dark question. Is there a... Is there like a bottom end of like... Like, like if you don't get into Harvard or Yale, where do you go to? Oh, like who's the, who's the, who's the safety Nick Saban school for coaches who need to learn to coach better school? Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't think that's like a dark question, but that'd be weird if it, you show up at. Like Terry was a GA at Clemson. Yeah. That's I don't not, know that if was you like, go to... that was like a thing. That was like a specific thing though. I mean, like, nobody leaves Clemson, really, except the former coach of South Florida, which didn't work out, which probably will wind up back at Clemson. So, I have no and, idea. And, and, Brent, and Brent Venables. Hey, what about the, <laughs> what about the, uh, okay, instead of Nick Saban, it's Mac Brown's. <laughs> Done. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm sold on this now. I mean, you got Gene Shizik as defensive coordinator. There it is. There, yeah. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Georgia still lets Will Muschamp walk on the sideline in his grandma glasses. So, but he's an alum. Come on, now. Whatever. I'm a Dartmouth alum. They ain't gonna let me do special teams out there. Actually, have you they asked? May, time out. I have not asked. They may let me do that. <laughs> I will. I will at Buddy Tevens from the account and say, hire our graphic designer, special teams coach. I want to watch you set up like some weird swing and gate extra points. Let's do oh, it. Oh, all the t- all the time. I would be I would be the most I would be the most useless like <laughs> punt blocks everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Oh, we we go we're blocking everything. We're always <laughs> send, we're sending everyone for every punt block. That's what we do. We're gonna be That's like we we're gonna be like the, the coach of Presby that got fired. I think I think I'm with you. Like I I want I would rather take a gamble on and I'm not talking about the Stanford job. I'm not talking about. Colorado, well, actually, maybe Colorado, but like on the other schools, like I would rather take a gamble on someone who's up and coming. I know we don't do this thing anymore. I don't know. I don't know when we've stopped doing this. At some point, it became gauche to get an FBS coach or FC an FCS coach, like that. Like it became a thing where, like, oh, we just we don't we don't take FCS coaches anymore. You have to have FBS experience. Whereas, man, I would just, I would go grab some really fucking fun FBS, get someone to get, get the Fordham coach. Fuck it. Like what, what's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to run for 4,000 yards and you're going to lose by 20. Cool. It's, it's fun. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think some of this also, like, except for Stanford, none of the open school, well, Cincinnati Stanford, and Stanford aside, none of the other open schools strike me as the kind of school where it's like, okay, we need to get the guy who's going to, like, manage the boosters and do all of the, like, politicking, right? Yeah. The um, Like, all of these are like, go get the next Jamie Chadwell and be fun. So here are the, here are the hires that have already been made. We have Arizona State with Kenny Dillingham, who is on the Oregon staff, who is young enough to make a lot of us have some existential crises. Not, not Pip Girl, though. Not Pip Girl. No. No, she's, nope. she's younger. It's fine. She's but when I found out that he was born the same year DuckTales got canceled, like that was, that, that was the moment where I fell. Yeah, he is five years older than I am. I can sleep peacefully. Just wait. Just wait till the first time you get a head coach older than you, younger than you, and things just start falling <laughs> apart. Auburn hired Fuckface McGee. Charlotte hired Biff Pogie, who was the guy that was the Michigan, not coach, but like guy behind the scenes. This is the epitome of like the CEO hire. Can we talk about the fact that his name is Biff Pogie? This sounds like a cartoon character. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna go through and Photoshop him into as many Back to the Future memes as I can. Also, that Nebraska made an honest to god good hire. Yes, I know that a lot of people shit on Matt Rule for what happened in Charlotte, but I still remember Matt Rule wearing his cutoffs at Baylor. I remember Matt Rule at Baylor sending emails to his friends, being like, "Holy shit, bring me boxes of wine. I can't buy them in this goddamn county." So King. I'm just happy that Matt Rule is going to be able to drink again and like have some fun. I don't know if it's going to work, but no. I, I like Matt Rule. It's I'm fine with this. I think if anybody's going to work, it's going to be Matt Rule. I mean, he made Temple good. Not even like good in Temple adjusted terms, like good, good. Do you yeah, know so, how hard that is? So did ranked, Al Golden, by the way. Ranked Temple. No, Al Golden didn't make Temple Matt Rule good. No, no, it's not that good. No. That temple I, almost beat Notre Dame. That temple was good enough that the grounds crew at the link actually made the field look like Temple's field instead of slightly washed out Eagles field. They actually sold out the link for that game, I think. Yes. I remember watching it on a cell phone at a Halloween party when I was in college because I was invested in Temple football as a Pennsylvanian. That was also the year that they beat Penn State and sacked uh, Penn State's quarterback like six times. It was yeah, awesome. I remember that. Uh, the Matt Rule hire, the funny part is like he's getting introduced and then he goes out and he looks like he's given like a political rally stump speech, mm -hmm. like in front of like speakers. And there's like a huge crowd of Nebraska fans. And he seemed like shocked that I don't know if he's like fully shocked, like maybe he kind of expected it, but maybe overwhelmed at the crowd. And he's given this stump speech about, you know, go big red and everything like that. And then the camera pans to the crowd. And you see like Herbie the Husker, like pointing, like celebrating. <laughs> and then you see a man in a full corn suit. And I'm like, yes, it's like perfect, perfect picture. I loved it. I love that picture so much. <laughs> I was very ha happy, by the way. Oh, also, sorry. And, and Wisconsin uh, picked up Luke Fickle, which made total sense. Luke Fickle was always sort of looking for that next move up. Wisconsin was a good choice for him. I don't know if it's going to work, but. It's better than what Wisconsin was doing. I don't 
don't know. I, it's uh, that one strikes me as a little bit weird because everybody was convinced that they were just going to keep Jen Leonard, and then they didn't. And like he was fine. They they were not going to be good this season regardless. Like they should. I don't really understand why they fired Paul Christ in the middle of the season. Like it didn't really gain them anything in so doing. I I don't know. I am not a like very close Wisconsin observer. The other thing about Luke Fickle though is that like I and I think a lot of other observers were kind of convinced that he was going to just hang out at Cincinnati until Ohio State opened. Wisconsin is obviously like a big step up, but yeah. it is it's not Ohio State and he already proved that he can get Cincinnati into the playoff and I think even with the like even with conference conferences moving around, I think Cincinnati still has an easier path in a lot of respects than Wisconsin does because even if you're Wisconsin and you're in the Big Ten West which we've talked about a lot on the show you still have to win the Big Ten championship game so we have some weird firings first off West Virginia still has a coach sure I think West Virginia still has an athletic director wait do you know what I didn't realize do you know who they, the, no. I thought they got the, rid of the athletic director but then he, they fired him but then brought him back maybe like Elon Musk style for like a little bit the west virginia situation is very weird Beth i misspoke i misspoke by the way yeah. uh shane lyons has been fired so they're gonna hire a new ad just to ask neil brown once again as your first job as ad in most of these places is you're given the ceremonial ceremonial guillotine and you <laughs> and you get the like your first you know here's your fruit basket here's some champagne here's the company car and uh the executions at two just for for West Virginia, I feel like his his buyout's too much. I, I don't feel like they they got the money to to pay the buyout, and then you got to pay another coach on top of that. So I yeah. don't think they have the money this year. Five and seven, not horrific, not great for the fans, really. I mean, that last game he he showed that he had some talent coming back next year. So I mean, maybe they give it one more shot, and if it doesn't go well, I think the buyout drops a good bit and, and maybe next year they make a move. This feels kind of what Texas state did last year with Spavitol. Mm -hmm. Like maybe Neil Brown is surprised that he's coming back. He's got one last shot. Will it work? Probably not. Who knows? I, I just don't think they can afford it. It's, it's a big buyout. Uh, let's talk about my favorite bit of news today. Someone was coming up with fake UTEP firing drama. <laughs> one of the, one of the guys that we follow, on Twitter is great because he covers he covers that part of the country in terms of high school college football. He covers Las Cruces and he covers Albuquerque and he covers El Paso and he covers football in the area too. Someone made a fake account. It was Daniel Dimbles got fired. It got picked up, and my only response was, "Who the fuck's laying seeds of fake UTEP firing? Of all the things, guys, this is not." Oh, this is kind of like when Purdue was open and some Penn State fans thought it would be funny to start the hashtag Purdue-Z. Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. You're absolutely right. Had a lot of fun with that. Uh, it's still kind of a running gag on Pit Twitter. Like, anything opens and everybody's like, ooh, Obduzi, ooh, you know, yeah. st Standuzi. <laughs> the account, it's Colin Deaver. He was the yeah. one that at the New Mexico State game that I was able to attend with my friends. Like, I saw him come in and he put the camera down. And then, like, you know, we said hi, but he didn't realize we were the, the committee. 
Because, I mean, like, I don't have the sicko's face on, you know, in person. I guess. <laughs> it, we just look like normal media members, which is, oh, is, oh, is just, strange. Oh, just wait till we get the athletic pose and quarter zips. I was going to be great. Done. We're going to get sicko's committee. Sicko's committee and comic Sam's, just That's like the right. podcast. So he was there, and then, like, we left after the game, and then he tweeted. He was like, oh, my God, the sicko's committee was at the game. I didn't, I, I didn't know they were there. So uh, I started following him because of that. But he covers UTEP. Uh, allegedly, he's kind of like the Stephen Godfrey of, of UTEP. So all the UTEP fans say that they, they hate he hates UTEP. So <laughs> and then somebody made a fake account to impersonate him saying that UTEP's co- And then you replied to it saying, who on earth is dropping fake UTEP rumors? I mean, we had like over 1,200 likes on that tweet. Like, who on earth? It's making up fake a, it's a bizarre drama. thing. We stay true to the sickos. It, it's got to be real because we can't fake the sickos. That we don't. We don't fake this. Because the real is funnier. The real yes. is always funnier. Yes. This also falls under my like. I don't fuck with people who make under like five hundred thousand a year or whatever my number was. Like Dana Dimble <laughs> definitely is in that thing of like. I'm not gonna fuck with his livelihood. He does definitely. He does not make enough for us to like give him shit. No. I mean, Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher, I will give shit. You know, yeah. the other one was the Marcus Arroyo hot firing at UNLV, wait, which wait. so so I want to say the one thing about it is that okay. that they went back and they said that they if they get the APR thing, they are going to take the bull bit, which is I was happy okay. about that. I was frustrated that because of all this behind the scenes bullshit, these kids wouldn't get the chance to go do something that UNLV has done like four times in 60 years. Let them go get the bowl, you know, let them go get the $500 bowl, you know, swag bag, whatever. Just like, yeah. they deserve this. Yeah, the kids deserve it for sure. What is our bowl bid drama? The thing is, like, we're trying to wait on waivers. New Mexico State is waiting on a waiver. They're trying to get one to go to a bowl at five and six. That was a little bit of the bowl bid drama there. They're trying to get a waiver. They did just reschedule a game with Valpo, which won't help them get bowl eligible because they had to cancel the game due to the tragedy of the San Jose State player. Trying to jump the line, essentially, in this situation to get above five and seven teams because technically they're five and six. So they got the waiver. Valpo got the waiver to play them, and they're going to play them this weekend, which is great. It'll be on Flow Sports, which I think we still have the free login. Yeah, we do. And we're gonna we're gonna watch that game for sure. It's also and, their and senior game, I think, too. Yeah, they yeah. got basically it's their, their senior game got taken away because of this. They're doing it for the seniors, which is great. And I mean, they're having to pay Valpo to play uh, a good amount of money. This 12th game still doesn't, it wouldn't, they still need the waiver to get bowl eligible though, because yes. Belpo is yeah. an FCS team and they already played one. So yeah, they already beat Lamar. Yeah. It's, just, it's, the same, it's the same problem with App and the same problem with Army. Well, like, Army they, still like, has to beat Navy. Well, yeah, but even if they did, they'd still be six and six yes. with two, with two FCS, with two FCS wins. My favorite game of the week, guys, can I talk about my favorite game of the week? Yes, it's it's on Friday. No, it's on. It's on. You can't. No, I'm not gonna. It's on Friday. Of course, talk about it. It's on Friday at noon. Akron and Buffalo have rescheduled the game. The game that was snowed out because of. Pig girl, how tall are you? Are you five five? I'm five foot four. I appreciate you overestimating my height. So the the snow was two inches higher than Pig Girl. Yes. At at Buffalo Stadium. So it should have played. It should have played. Obviously. It would just it would just look like like a corn maze but in snow. 
<laughs> I'm excited about this game. This, even though the circles are already closed, Buffalo needs this for their for their for their bowl. Yes, so that's, this that's more this, of the bowl bid drama. Yes, this is part of the bowl bid drama. Fingers crossed for them, that kind of thing. And then we run into conference championship weekend. Uh, Kamish, will you let everyone know sort of how we deal with conference championship stuff? You know, really with the conference championships and, and the bowl game, we kind of treat them like we treated Maction. So we don't rank the conference championship games. We basically do what we did with like the warning system for Maction. We would place a championship game, whether in a Sicko's warning, a Sicko's watch, or a Sicko's advisory, and we just throw it out there and we just watch the games. We're not ranking them. Uh, we just basically rank the week, the regular season games to do that. And when you get to conference championship games, it's not necessarily a sickos game because I mean, these teams really have earned the right to be there to, to make it this far. So they're somewhat good. Sometimes they're not fully good and you get a surprise bid every now and then, or maybe it's the Mac game or the Sunbelt game, or I mean, you know, conference USA, there could be like a sickos warning here. Or like, you know, the dreamed about Pitt versus Iowa pinstripe bowl. That would probably be labeled a sicko's warning. I'll just say that. But we'll place it in the three categories in the graphic. It, it will keep that out. We just I'm don't do the I, rankings. I'm, I'm going to pin, if that happens, I'm going to pinstripe both the Pitt logo and the Iowa logo. Excellent. Please do. Oh, um man. Someone tweeted about that game and was like, if you are excited about the prospect of this game happening or are considering going to this game, you belong in a maximum security prison. Lock me up, motherfuckers. Because Rikers, if that happens, I will Rikers be Rikers Island is right there, baby. You fly <laughs> in. If you go to LaGuardia, you fly in right over Rikers. We enjoy this. Like, we want to see this. It's it's a little, it's unconventionally appealing. That's what it is. Sickos, you know, no. you, see, you know, you know when you see it. And we want to see this. I would like to see this game. Give that to me. <laughs> For the conference championships, really, like some of these games, I mean, we're like, meh, whatever. I mean, like the Pac-12 championship game, USC-Utah. Yeah, we're going to watch. We watch all the games. But, I mean, is there anything inherently sicko about it? No, I mean, do you want Utah to win to Wait, is that, Ohio is that, State? Is that in, is that in Vegas final? now? Or is it or is yes. it at the, or is it the, at the old name outlet? It's in Vegas. And, okay, good. If this were in the no, the, the old Navy outlet in San Francisco, in uh, San Jose, then yes. I might be a little more interested. But no, if it's in Vegas, okay, it's fine. in it's in Vegas. It is a controlled atmosphere for that one. Uh, the Conference USA game. It's in the Alamo Dome here at UTSA uh, in San Antonio, and where where I reside against North Texas. North Texas beat them last year to end their undefeated season. So I'm sure UTSA is going to be fired up for this one, and I'm sure the Alamo Dome crowd is going to go crazy for that. I mean, really, conference championship weekend, you kind of want to root for chaos, but then you don't want too much because then it lets in the teams that are five, six, and seven in the playoff back into the playoff. I, I, will, I will, I will, you know what, Kamish? I'm going to put a $5 bet on you right here, okay? Okay. I'll put a $5 bet on you right here. $5. Five, $5 says that Ooh. Alabama ends up in the playoff. <sighs> so. The ranking for them right now is six. Uh, the college football playoff commissioner said that the ranking is not set in stone, even though Ohio State and Alabama don't play anybody this weekend because neither are in the conference title game. So it would be some high shenanigans if Alabama makes it to the playoff. as ridiculous. I'll take that bet. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're making well, it. Well, if USC eats it, or if TCU eats it, or if, God forbid, both of them eat it, mm -hmm. 
Yes. I'm going to go scream into a paper bag. The, oh, the yeah, fun, no, absolutely. My fun <laughs> scenario here is LSU beats Georgia. Georgia drops to four, right? And let's just say TCU wins, Michigan wins, and USC wins. Like, nothing changes. That's it. I was like, nothing changes. Everybody wins. Just Georgia goes from one to four, and then Michigan well, has to play Georgia. Well, yeah, that gives us the scenario that they talked about on Full Cast After Dark, where we get Michigan Georgia man ball match and USC TCU being like, all right, which one of us is actually the luckiest fucker? <laughs> yeah, I mean, USC's got all the turnover luck in the world, and TCU has the hypnotoad, like, like just ridiculous sickos behavior going on there. So that, that'll be a lot of fun. The MAC championship game, I want to talk about Ohio versus Toledo. Uh, both of the quarterbacks are banged up. The Sunbelt championship game, Coastal Carolina versus Troy. Coastal's backup quarterback situation, I think Grayson's done for the year. Troy is hosting the game. So everybody thought that the Sunbelt West was going to be the weak side of the Sunbelt. No, you have two 10-2 teams. Troy won the battle for the belt. They beat South Alabama. That lady screamed which I, I still, her screams haunt me to this day. And she knew what it meant because they both didn't lose a game mm-hmm. from that point because whoever won that game actually wound up hosting the Sunbelt championship game. So, Do you, do you know that the Sunbelt championship is the only championship game where both teams only have two losses? That's, Every other championship game has people with more than three. Three or more losses. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Tulane versus UCF. This is a rematch for Tulane. Tulane keeping Willie Fritz. He's going to be the Tulane coach. He They get a rematch against UCF, who UCF came to Ullman and beat them when college game day should have been there. But now, you know, game day is going to TCU and K-State. Hopefully, this is redemption. Hopefully, they can stop UCF and, and get the win here. I think you want to talk about the Mountain West Championship game a little bit. First off, it's going to be a fun game. Boise State and Fresno State. Oh, yeah. Like these are two teams that have just have played well. Boise's really come up. Fresno's had a couple of like bumps. Great game. Why is this on at three p.m. on a Saturday? Like, yeah, this maybe game should... the, the only thing I can think of. And no, this doesn't even work. Is the one thing I was going to say is like maybe Fox thinks they can get people coming off the World Cup game, but the World Cup game is at ten. It's going to be over by then. I I can't. I have... I can't like I can't fathom this because in my mind this game should be at 10 p.m. on Friday. It's the it's make it the Pac-12 post game. Yeah, on a Friday. I mean, or, at least... or, or or put it on Saturday, super late. I, this least, is just mm. at least stagger it here at this point because you have the Michigan at Purdue. I'm sorry, Michigan versus Purdue Big Ten Championship, and that's at 7 p.m. on Fox. Like, put it after that or, yes. or stagger it. Put it on FS1. But, I mean, I think the championship game has to be on, like, main, like, Fox, not, like, FS1 or something like that. Sunbelt. Sunbelt doesn't. Sunbelt's on ESPN. Yeah, okay. Well, that's still, like, for the Sunbelt, ESPN's pretty good. That's yeah. true. It's on yeah. the NFL Network. <laughs> Definitely. So, not the NFL we cut, Network. We cut in from two Coastal and Troy to talk about the it, the <laughs> the uh, the National League South and the standings. The National League South, whatever is whatever you call it. The, uh, the NFC South, yes. The NFC <laughs> South. What I don't fucking know. My NFL <laughs> knowledge, guys. I can tell you about fifth tier teams in the Faroese Soccer te- League. I can't tell you what the divisions are in NFL. Okay. Okay. All right. I all only right. have certain information in this head. 
you have you have niche information, but not the main. I can't remember my wife's birthday. However, oh, I can tell you who won the last five Faroese Cups. Okay, ADHD <laughs> yeah. sucks sometimes. You have a certain set of skills, and if we ever need you for trivia about Faroese soccer, we are calling you. You you will bar, be my life. Bar trivia, by the way, I am a fucking got at except music rounds everything else done except the one time when i was in dc and it was they what the the tiebreaker song was the washington post march by john philip Sousa, and i knew that one of course you did of course i knew that one the band director knows all <laughs> never fucking doubt that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the mountain west championship game it's 3 p.m fox the sec championship games 3 p.m cbs then yeah, you have the well, swac yeah. Championship game, 3 p.m. ESPN 2. And Tulane UCF is at 3 p.m. on ABC. Nobody is going to watch Mountain West Championship game, and that sucks. Like, of this quad box, quad box, it's going to be, for me, Tulane UCF 1. Oh, yeah. Boise State Fresno 2. Coastal Troy 3. Georgia LSU 4. No, no, not even that. Because the, the fucking SWAC title games aren't at the same time. Jackson State Southern's 3 p.m. ESPN 2. That's 4. Yeah. I'm not going to watch the SEC title game. Because it's I mean, the least I, interesting. I, I probably wouldn't watch it unless it gets kind of hairy in maybe like the third quarter. Maybe you'll turn that would it on be the only reason. I pull for LSU and and I I'm uh, uh, after yeah, what occurred. I, yeah, I think there's a reasonable chance that that game's going to be over very quickly. <laughs> the 7 p.m. slot. There's going to be Michigan versus Purdue, and then the ACC slandery championship game, <laughs> which which I mean, <laughs> really. I will remind you that it's not slander if it's true. Okay. I mean, this 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 seems like it's just not good. Clemson versus North Carolina. I, I just hope it's pointsy. Give me some points. I know North Carolina's defense is not that great. I want Drake May to throw for like seven touchdowns. Yeah. And I want DJ to throw for like five touchdowns and three interceptions. And that's what I want. I, I don't know who wins. but Yeah, this is very stoppable object versus movable force in respect to Clemson's offense versus UNC's defense. Yep. And then also very unstoppable object, immovable force on the other side of the ball because Clemson's defense is decent, South Carolina game aside. So once again, how fucking funny is it that Clemson is still perfect in conference? Because <laughs> they, they technically yeah, lost. Yeah, in that is very funny. <laughs> Yeah, they've, they have not lost in the ACC. They are undefeated in the ACC, and they lost the two teams that feel like they are in the ACC. One point, South Carolina was in the ACC, and I believe in their stadium they have, like, the ACC title yeah. like, banner on the on the side. I think it was, like, 1968, maybe, or 86. And as far, and as, far as I'm concerned, Notre Dame's always been in the ACC. In basketball, yes. In baseball, yes. In football, that one season in 2020 where they won the regular season title. And they almost won. <laughs> the championship game and letting them hang that banner would have made like, I don't think they would have hung it. Yeah, they would. Have. Oh, Ooh, no, I don't, I don't know. They would have. I don't know. They get real picky about those things. Mm. We'll see. I mean, like admitting that they're in a conference, but they won a title. So it, it'd definitely be yeah. the Notre Dame fan. You know, the, the paradox. Like, you, there the are two wolves. Yes. Within the, you, there are two touchdown. Jesus's FCS playoffs. The real playoffs, as far as I'm concerned. I didn't realize there are four CAA teams still left in this playoff. That's yep. New Hampshire, Delaware, Richmond, and William & Mary. Okay. Like, 
for a conference that's not always given the credit that they deserve, that they're doing really good. So that's the conference that JMU left, right? Yes, the CAA. So, yeah. So they the JMU got out the way, and then they all started thriving. <laughs> hey, I will remind you that Delaware is Joe Flacco's alma mater. Oh, I I haven't forgotten that. Oh, he's wearing the Delaware band shirt. Oh yeah, I am. Fight, fight, fight for <laughs> Delaware. Fight, fight, fight for Delaware. That's right. Uh, the games that I'm interested in in this one, New Hampshire at Holy Cross is should be an absolute just 4,000 point banger. Both those teams just score a thousand points. Furman and Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word's coach is going to get picked up somewhere. He'll probably be one of the names that comes up at some of these other things. I don't think Texas State is a big enough, is a, is a correct move for him. Because no. Incarnate Word is definitely a better spot right now than Texas the, State is. The other, the other games that I'm super excited about, Delaware going to South Dakota State. South Dakota State is the is the is the team this year like they're the team of destiny it feels like delaware's just been super feisty i had to use delaware in my acc circle to get to navy because they beat navy yeah so like that was definitely one we have a big sky matchup in round two that's weber state and montana state this was the game of the the five fucked up safety four the four fucked up like safety over the head shots we're back in bozeman for this yeah, hopefully Weber State is this is the redemption game, the long snapper redemption game for Weber State because Weber State almost won even with those four safeties that they gave up. Ow. I'm sure Weber State's going to be up for it. Montana State again, the four yeah, they're seed. They're good. They're, they're good. So good. God, they're good. So I don't know what's going to happen here, but that's going to be some fireworks in the FCS playoffs. There. By the way, guys, this year I will be going to the FCS championship game because it's Excellent. local. It's local. Last year, I, last year I didn't go because it was raining and I had like kid with me, whatever. This year, I'm absolutely 100% going to go because that game is always an absolute fucking blast around here. Southeast Louisiana, Sela or SLU, SLU. Uh, <laughs> is at Sanford. Uh, Montana, Montana is at North Dakota State. This is a big, big sky and Missouri Valley. Montana is good, but they are not North Dakota State good. This is going to be like a 50 burger, I'm pretty sure, at the Fargo Dome. Go, Grizz. It's going to be a tough one to win, yeah. That's, yeah, it's going to be yeah. a tough one. If the Montana one, State put it on them like that. The other one that I'm really fascinated about is the last one, Richmond at Sacramento State. Richmond's having to go cross country to go play in the big sky, but Richmond has been really feisty. They they blew out. I forget I who they played in the first round, but they blew them absolutely out. And they're spiders. Spiders are cool mascots, but they're playing hornets. And I believe hornets lay eggs in spiders' skulls. Listen in my head. Does that work? Sure. Okay. So I assume that they're going to lay their eggs in the spider skulls. They will break open and things will happen. No. Sure. You guys are looking at me like I'm lying about this. I may be. I don't know. What, what, I, I mean, mean, among other things, spiders, because they have an exoskeleton, definitionally don't really have skulls. Well, it's true. So <laughs> they just, in their, in their abdominal cavity then, okay? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is, for the, for the record, that... Richard, Richmond beat Davidson 41 to nothing last Saturday. That was it. That was it. Oh, that was a great sickos play that Davidson quarterback was, was being sacked. Oh, and, he was that was the... and then he just decided to hurl it backwards over his head and he threw an interception. It was great. <laughs> oh, calling I that, that. That's amazing. Call, calling that an interception throw implies that that ball was going to someone. It was I mean, just it did in go to the, someone. Yeah, it was just in the air. I, I want to talk quickly about my my love of old ass college football. 
I posted today, I chopped up a video that I found from Iowa football called like the glory of the black and gold. And it talked <laughs> about the first 50 years of Iowa football from 1899 to 1949. And some of the best moments of it were talking about the oldest teams. And they showed a picture of the 1921 Iowa team physician who was a dude like smoking a cigar on the sideline who looked like died of tetanus or at Verdun, you know, like it was one <laughs> or the other. And I couldn't tell you did get to see in the video pretty cool. Some pretty cool thing is because Kenick was an all American there. And you got to see Kenick run. And like back in the day, clearly this guy was way better than anyone near him. And they showed a screen pass thrown in like 1945 and watching Minnesota just bite on that screen pass because they'd never seen one before. <laughs> so I found a couple more like weird extra old college football stuff. I'll chop it up into like good Twitter sized like bites because most of the videos are like 45 minutes long. No one's going to watch that. It's fun. But Jordan, you could just watch 2022 Iowa and get the same experience in color. So many people made that joke. It about killed me. <laughs> But especially because a lot of the plays were just like third and eight, run up the gut. Yep. It was it, all the Iowa fans were just like, Jesus Christ, I'm going back in time. The only thing that they said that was different was that the first game of like the 30, like 30, the 21 season, Iowa beat Indiana 41 to zero. <laughs> and Iowa fans were, or some of the Iowa fans were going like, in, in 1931, we averaged 24 points a game. In 2022, we averaged 21 points a game. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> so. Brian Farron. It was great. He's a time traveler. He's a Highlander. There can only <laughs> be one. There can only be one <laughs> offensive coordinator. So the last thing we got to talk about a little bit is just some D2 playoff action, just because there's some fun stuff in here. Some place called Indiana, Pennsylvania. Yes. Is playing something called Shepherd, who took off, took out Slippery Rock last week. Boo. Wingate's playing West Florida. The big one, though, is Grand Valley State and Ferris State, who are ranked one and two, have a rematch, not in the final, but in the like, was this the round of eight? So quarterfinal. So this is a huge yeah. one for them. And then Angelo State, which I have a connection to. I have musician friends that teach at Angelo State. So I'm a big Angelo State fan. But they're playing my beloved Colorado School of Mines. I got all my blaster apparel shit. So I don't know what to do without that. This is another game, by the way, that I will go to. I don't know if you guys know this. The D2 championship game is in McKinney High School Stadium in McKinney, Texas, of where I live. Yeah. It is approximately like four blocks from my house. Oh, nice. Uh, the first time they played it there, my wife had had a kid about two months before. And during a nap, I ran over and watched two quarters <laughs> and came back home. So I'll, I'll go watch this one, too, because this one's always just fun. It's like 15 to get in. And it's yeah. always like West Florida and Grand Valley State. It's a lot of fun. Is that the Stag Bowl is what it's called, I think? No, Stag, no, Stag Bowl is the, is the D3. D3 game. Okay, all right. I got game. confused. I was looking up yeah. Indiana, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I, I didn't know exactly where it is in Pennsylvania. It is so the county seat of Indiana County, Pennsylvania. That's right. And so I, I searched in Google. It says, what is Indiana, Pennsylvania famous for? It says, along with being the birthplace of and childhood home of Hollywood actor Jimmy Stewart, it is known yeah. as the Christmas tree capital of the world. 
I have actually been to Indiana. A friend of my dad, I think, still lives there, and we went to visit him and his family there once. It is in what I lovingly refer to as the black hole, roughly between State College and Erie. West of me, west of Beth, not a lot going on out there. But, you know, it's it's got... It's got a PSAC school, and in this house, we root for PSAC schools, so go IUP. I knew so many music majors, like music education majors, who went to IUP. Oh, Like so- half of my high school went to various PASHI schools, and all of the ones who went into music ed, almost all of them went to IUP. So, so, uh, I, yeah, IUP is, is super big, is super big. Their music program is huge. I actually played with a couple times in various conventions, whatever they needed, they needed a fourth bassoonist. Cause I'm not, I'm not a good, I'm like, I'm not solid enough to be a first bassoonist, but as a fourth bassoonist, I'm real good. So, or like our contra bassoonist, even better. Like you have like five notes. That's my job. I love it. I'm good at that. Imagine a world where there are that many bassoonists in one room. I spent my entire band career, such as it was, sitting to my sitting next to my school district's only oboist mm-hmm. for my entire career. I've it's never insane. been in the same room as a bassoonist. I need to I I need to send you a picture of one of my friends for his PH for his doctoral his doctoral you as a doc, if you when you get a doctor of music you have to do mm-hmm. uh, three or four recitals one of which is mm-hmm. a, is a lecture recital and so one of the recitals he wanted to do uh, bassoon quartet music and the problem you mm-hmm. run into is getting four bassoonists in the room at the same time because usually we're a little flaky as shit and so um, <laughs> we did that. And we we laid we we laid out our bassoons, but he also wanted to do a contrabassoon quartet. And it just so happened that in North Texas we have four contrabassoons. A contrabassoon is like a big giant ass bassoon. They usually mm-hmm. run the cheapest ones I've seen run fifty thousand. They go up over one hundred twenty five usually. And bassoons run anywhere from like fifteen, like my my bassoon's like fifteen to twenty, and they run up as high as a hundred. And we actually calculated the amount of equipment in the room, and it was over a million dollars of equipment. Oh boy. And then while taking the picture, I tripped. Oh no. And almost knocked out about half of it. So good times on that. Well, guys, we've covered a lot tonight. Um, Talking about emergency backup bassoonists over here. Let me tell you. Today Uh, I learned that IUP has a branch campus in Punxsutawney. Ooh. Is it it, it meteorology campus? (laughs) We can only hope so. We can only hope they do meteorology there. Meteorology, meteorology and rodent study. <laughs> so basically, guys, here's what's going to happen. We'll do this. We're going to do this podcast. We'll do a recap of the week. Next Sunday is also the first day they start announcing bowl games. So we'll start talking about that a little bit. We're still working on what we're going to do for our bowl things. If you're fans of us, you're probably fans of the, the full cast. Full cast do 40 for 40, which is sort of one of our favorite things but we don't want to just do 40 for 40. So we're still figuring out what we're going to do with that kind of thing. We have a couple of ideas. We'll go from there. And then some people have been asking us about like what our off season plans are going to look like too. Are we going to add some college basketball? Yeah. We're going to bring in some of our college basketball folks just to explain it to us. Cause a lot of us don't understand those kinds of like things. And it's a lot of college basketball. Like everyone's like, there's 131 football, get like t- football teams. That's a lot. And you get college basketball. It's like, there's like 200 and whatever. And, no, I, no. I just can't. I think it's I like it's like three hundred three fifty. Yeah, I can't thirty some odd teams. I can't keep up with yeah. all this shit. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, so we'll have some come on about that too. Every week will sort of be a little different. We'll talk about various things that interest us. 
We'll have some Corkball. We'll have some Eurovision. We'll have some whatever. Know that this thing will be going forward. We're probably going to once a week once we get out in the off season. But we just wanted to let you guys know that we'll still be here. We'll still be doing things. We'll still be weird. It's what we do. Definitely. Don't forget to vote in the Sickos Committee poll. Yes. Uh, If you haven't done that yet, it's going to be open until Sunday, December 4th, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to talk about the results of the poll that night. uh, If our spreadsheeter is going to have most of it organized, we're at about 1,100 plus ballots right now. Yeah. We've had the... the, I think we had 1,700 last time, so hopefully we obliterate that break, number. We will break 1,700 this time. For and sure. then again, we're going to try to do something nice for the town where the winning team is. Last year, we did a food drive for Nebraska, the Food Bank of Lincoln. Uh, we may do something similar like that, and we did a raffle where we gave away. We used our own funds because, again, this is not making money at this until we get our business end straightened out. Uh, for image usage and things of that nature. We'll, we'll until my only, until my only fan, until my only fans goes up, then, then we got it. That's right. I saw you putting your legs up there. Hey girl, hurt, you laughed a little too hard. You laughed a little too hard when I suggested your only fans <laughs> for me. And I feel like that's, I feel like you're judging me. In this chat, we support empowered sex workers. We, we did. The last episode, we very much did. <laughs> the off season's going to be weird. Stick around, it's y'all. so weird. <laughs> You say that like the regular season's not weird, and that's not what we're all here for in the first place. Okay, that's yeah, right. you're, 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 you don't come to the Sickos community for like a normal college football conversation. I, I don't no. think so. And, but, you know, we, <laughs> man, I don't know where Jordan's going to go half the time. That's the, but that's part of the fun. The Part yes. of the fun is watching you try to either get me back on track or just to see how far I'm going to go off the edge before you feel like you need to put a bumper up. To try to get me back. <laughs> it's like playing bowling with the bumpers. Yeah. I'm just hucking the ball. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, I guess we need to put the bumper up. Uh, Every once know. in a while, you just hop the bumper into the next lane, yep. which is about where we're at right now. Exactly right. Uh, sometimes <laughs> we'll join you. Sometimes we'll join you, which Oh no, which that's, the best, that's the best part. Yeah. This, oh, is yeah. a very, this is a very yes and podcast, and that's why it's fun. Yes. Because you guys are willing to be like, yes and... Whatever. Yes, we will that's keep right. adding on over. That's what we do here because it's so much fun. Well, guys, have a good week. We will see you. We will see you for various things, especially at noon on Friday for Akron right. and Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Salute. Good night, guys.